0: Hi, I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, New York Times bestselling author and TV journalist. And this is Unchained TV's Voice America podcast. For the next hour, you will hear the solution to most of the problems that plague our world. And it's a solution mainstream media ignores, even though it only requires us to make one simple change. Want to know what it is and transform your life? Let's get started. Oh my gosh, I am so honored, delighted, privileged, humbled to have two of my heroes on Voice America Radio. We're talking about Jan Creamer and Tim Phillips, the leaders of Animal Defenders International. They have done an extraordinary film, Lion Ark. We're proud to say it is streaming on Unchained TV. You're going to hear from them in a second, but let's take a sneak peek at this absolutely extraordinary film film that feels more like an action movie watch this
1: is the bit where it gets dangerous (laughs) this circus think Chimori has obviously got wind of the fact that we're coming the minute
2: we catch him with an animal we're going to call the police and he's going to jail
1: now it looks like we're moving Six. finally he's going to be free
2: The way
0: to put Nana to it this week is get the animals. We are so proud to be streaming this on Unchained TV, our global free streaming network for animals. Jan and Tim, oh my gosh. You are like superheroes. Jan, tell me how you (laughs) went into Bolivia and you literally rescued more than 25 Lions in this incredible, incredible rescue mission. Tell us.
2: Absolutely. Well, it was, it was so important to show the Bolivian governments that once they passed the law to ban animal circuses, that we would help them with the animals. One of the things that we find with the animal circus legislation is governments are worried about, well, what, ha- what if something happens to the animals? So we had to show them it could be done. We met a great young team of wildlife officials and we went to circus after circus in the space of about a week and we just hammered through them and we got all of those animals. It really, it had to, we had to win. There was, you know, failure was not an option. We had to make this work. And of course, we've gone on to do more because of that. Well, I just find that
0: what was so amazing is that there are people who are leaders of organizations and they don't actually do the rescues themselves, but you two actually do the rescues. And honestly, I mean, I had a hard time uh, picking some photos from this because it was like, look at this, here they are, literally these two moving Um, a a baby lion, it would appear, out of uh, a cage from one place to another. And then actually, like, they put these lions in these giant containers. You can see there, Tim, pushing, I mean, this is physical grunt work that you're doing that is, it's absolutely extraordinary. Just lay it out for us, if you would, Tim, like, what? was the process of getting these more than two dozen lions out of the
1: circuses in Bolivia that were operating illegally. Well, it was about a year, it was a year after the ban had come into force in Bolivia. One circus handed over its lions and a baboon to us. We relocated those. Everybody else defied the law. And uh, so we had to track them down Quietly, we put surveillance teams watching them, and in seven days we raided. Uh oh.
0: Well, we lost them for a second, but I have to tell you that this is an extraordinary film. We're streaming it on Unchained TV. I'm gonna show you. um oh they're back. We're back, we're back. Yes, great. Okay, continue on. Oh, well, I can hear you. So, uh, by the way, they're in Africa. They're coming to us from Africa. But keep talking, and I think we'll get your hopefully get your picture back soon. Continue on. Uh, okay,
1: Jen, just message them and say get the generator going. Um, so, basically, we tracked down uh, these circuses. We raided seven in seven days. And then one slipped through the net. We caught up with them. We put someone undercover inside as a clown to keep track of them. And we caught up with them in the mountains and we raided that last circus so we'd raided eight circuses we picked up another lion from a a zoo and in that period we had shut down the entire circus industry so we also it was a team of campaigners who'd fought for the law and I think one of those things that made Lionheart quite unique was that it was the people who picketed who gave out the leaflets? Who fought for the law? Who actually went and rescued all of the animals in the avi team?
0: What goes through an animal's heart and mind when they are a majestic animal like the lion we're looking at, stuck behind bars for almost? 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, except for the couple of minutes that they get to go out to, to be exploited in a performance.
1: I'm Sorry, I missed part of it. The, they, uh, the, yeah. the thing is that, that it never kind of breaks their spirit. And you see some of them, I know many people watching this will have gone to the circus, gone to the zoo, Seen these dead eyed animals just lying there because they're bored out of their minds. I mean, imagine what it would happen to you or I if someone kidnapped us, chained us to a radiator, never let us leave that room for not one year, not two years, but like a decade. But the thing is, they don't break their spirit. These animals, as soon as we give them comforts, as soon as we let them out of the cages, you see them bounce back into life. And and that's one of the great things in, in this film, seeing the transformation of these animals. We've got
0: a caller. We've got Michelle from Los Angeles. Your question or thought for the leaders of Animal Defenders International.
2: Hi. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for everything you do. It's really remarkable.
0: What's your question, my dear?
2: Um, My question is, uh, it's definitely dangerous on top of everything else that you're doing. What keeps you motivated and how do you keep out of uh, harm's way when you're doing these rescues? Well, uh, the the motivation is very straightforward. We want to get the animals out. We work to get legislation, laws to ban the use of animals in industries. And uh, with the circus industry, we've had a lot of success because people don't want to see animals suffer for a few minutes of entertainment. So the motivation is there is that we work for years and we really want to get those animals out. It's about winning for them and giving them a life that they never knew existed um it's hard to describe what it's like when you first see those animals walk on grass you first see them feel feel the sun on their back they've never run in their lives they've never been able to run there hasn't been enough space in a tiny cage and it's it's the transformation of their faces and i think that you've got a little a little image of that. in.
0: Oh, well, they went away for a little while, but I can tell you, I watched this film and it is so very powerful, so incredibly powerful. And the greatest thing is it's got a happy ending. It is not something that, you know, on Unchained TV, our global streaming network, uh, we, we cover a lot of things. We try to have of fun stories, which we do. We have tons of them. We did a reality show called Pig Little Eyes, But we also have very serious documentaries. And sometimes they're hard to watch because the reality about what the human race is doing to animals is is beyond comprehension, uh, immoral and unethical and cruel. Um, But this lion arc is fantastic because there's a happy ending. More than two dozen lions are taken out by Jan and Tim, who are coming to us from Africa. And uh, they uh, literally, this is a massive operation. You can see that they had uh, these huge containers. Uh, first, they had to get them actually out of the circuses, and there were confrontations that are very dramatic that you see in the film. And then once they get them out, uh, and they're, they're really, their lives are. Jan and Tim's lives are in danger uh, during this whole process. And uh, once they get them out, then they need to get them on board an airplane to go to Colorado. And that's when they literally put these animals in these giant cargo containers and uh, they push them toward a plane. And eventually they just take off for. Uh, Colorado, where now they are living out their lives in this beautiful sanctuary. Uh, Let's play a little bit of the Lion Ark trailer so you get a sense. You can watch this on Unchained TV for free. All you have to do is go to unchainedtv.com and click watch now. You just scroll down and you'll see um, this film for free on Unchained TV.
1: This is the bit where it gets dangerous. He's obviously got wind of the fact that we're coming.
2: The minute we catch him with an animal, we're going to call the police and he's going to jail.
1: Now it looks like we're moving Six. Finally, he's going to be free.
2: The way to put end to it this week is get the animals. (coughs) TV
0: folks, we are so proud and happy to have this on Unchained TV. And, uh, you know, I want to tell you a little bit about our global streaming network right now. Um, It's a nonprofit, okay? We uh, are all working around the clock. Let me tell you something. The big TV networks are spending billions of dollars to create very similar kinds of networks, our network looks just like uh, Netflix and you can get it for free on your phone and it's a uh, filled with more than a thousand videos. okay? We've got more than a thousand videos. there it is, Unchained TV. you can get it on your phone absolutely for free. And then if you look, you can see there are literally over a thousand over a thousand videos on Unchained TV that you can watch. And one of those videos is the amazing Lion Ark. Now I can tell you that Jan Creamer and Tim Phillips are coming to us from Africa. So I wanna ask you, this is like an action adventure right here, just doing this interview with you. What are you doing in Africa? Because I know that you do so much Lion Ark is about Bolivia but you're in Africa right now what are you doing there
2: well uh, once we had uh, emptied uh, Bolivia of its lions we then moved to Peru and to Colombia and uh, more recently Guatemala and uh, the, the problem with our rescues is it's very large numbers of animals at, at a time like Guatemala was um, was 17 Colombia and Peru was 33 lions all had to get onto an aircraft and come to Africa. So we concluded in the end, the only thing to do was to build our own sanctuary so that we could be ready for large numbers of animals. Uh, and uh, that's what we're building right now. The last three years we've been building. And- well,
0: let me just say this. These guys are coming to you from Africa yeah. and you know and even the, oh they're they're back they're back we're just gonna have fun with this and and just go with the flow okay. go ahead go ahead go ahead tell us what you're well, doing was,
2: we're building our sanctuary um we we, we get large numbers of animals mm-hmm. and so we really needed our own space um for the animals and we're now just getting ready for our newest resident who's going to be ruben a lion from armenia he's been alone for five years He's never heard the voice of another lion for five years. And we're hoping to bring him here and he can hear the voices of all of our lions. Well, we've got
0: another, we've got another caller. Nyla Farr in Dallas, Texas, has a question for you. Nyla Far. go ahead for the leaders of Animal Defenders International and the directors, producers, and stars of Lion Ark. What's your question?
2: Hi. First of all, um, what an incredible, remarkable work. Uh, It's just amazing. Uh, My question is, in Bolivia, did you get a hat tip from the 11 out of the 12 circuses who were not willing to surrender their animals? And then once you did get a tip, um, was law enforcement cooperative? Were they actually going to help to enforce the law?
1: Thanks. Uh yeah, they, they all reacted quite differently. Some were, were quite aggressive and quite violent, and it was quite some of the, you know, one or two confrontations. There's one where the tires get slashed on a vehicle, and that lasted lasts about 15 minutes in the film. Well, it went on for about nine hours in reality. The police, the authorities were all there backing us, and the people of Bolivia were backing us. We would be moving out with uh, lions and people would be clapping and applauding in the street. Some circuses we can negotiate with and we'll say, look, let's do a press release. This is over. You're just going to get fined again and again and again. And we're going to keep coming back. We, We won't leave until we've got these animals. And in Guatemala, for example, we took all the lions from one circus and we did a joint press release saying, this circus is moving with the times. It's a new era. It's now completely animal free. So it does vary. It can be very confrontational. Uh, but we definitely got the support of the authorities in, in Bolivia. And it, it, was, it was fantastic, really. And I think what Jan said at the beginning is, is really key. We had to win in Bolivia. We had to circus animals out and show that the circuses could be shut down. And we succeeded with that in Operation Lion and ban after ban followed in South America, Paraguay, Ecuador, Peru, Colombia, and others. More than a dozen bands in Latin America now. And we've been to Peru, Colombia, Guatemala, and emptied all of their circus cages too. So this shows that we can win this.
0: Well... You said in your film, Bolivia, Greece, Cyprus, Malta, Bosnia, and Herzegovina Herzegovina, have bans on all animals in circuses. So is it possible, first of all, congrats, because I know you were a big force behind this. Is it possible that these sort of somewhat obscure countries are uh, ahead of the United States in
2: terms of animal welfare? Well, certainly on circuses. These countries have been ahead of of the the United States and the the UK. Um, We have a ban in the UK now, but it took years. You know, having shown the suffering behind the scenes decades ago, having shown the the beatings, the cruelty, the abuse, um, but it, it does seem to be taking some countries a long time to get there. We hope the US will. It's over 50 countries now have bans on animal circuses since we did the first expose. So it's going to happen. We just have to keep pushing for it. So let me say
0: this, Um, you do so much. I honestly could not, I was like, I have to stop. I've got to get some shut eye before this interview. It was just another thing and another thing that you do. And so just to mention a couple, you have an anti-fur campaign that is absolutely extraordinary. Um, over a million people sign initiative for Fur Free Europe, the European Citizens Initiative to End Fur Farming and Fur circles throughout Europe has hit its target but may not be enough. Every signature has to be validated. Tell us about
1: your anti-fur campaign. Well, that's one of our our key campaigns and the thing that links our work is we try and do an undercover investigation and then take it to the public, give them the facts, give them the information and then build up to legislation. If legislation's passed, we'll try and uh, get those animals rescued. Now that's exactly what's happened with the circus campaign, but it's also happened with the the fur campaign. We've ADI has put undercover people into, oh I don't know, it must be well over twenty fur farms around the world. Jan and I have been in at least a dozen fur farms ourselves, gathering footage. When we got the UK fur farming ban, which was back in 2000. We led into that by going inside more than half of the existing fur farms so that we could go to parliament with this is what's happening in the fur farms now. And I think the key, what drew Jan and I into animal protection and animal rights was getting the facts presented to us. And that's the way ADI works. We're we're an animal rights campaigning organization as much as we are a rescue organization. We're rescuing circus animals because we went undercover, got the evidence, gave those facts to people, did the protest, did the lobbying, got the legislative laws, and then we saved the animals once we've got the laws. Now, that's not an instant process. That's that's decades even of work in some countries, and at least a decade in many of these South American countries. But that those are the bits we join together as a campaign team. And we're lucky we've got a very dedicated team. We've got people who are prepared to go undercover inside circuses for extended periods.
0: Now, we've got some questions coming in on um, our comment line. Working on trying to get a ban on animal circuses in Fort Wayne, Indiana, is there a list somewhere of the country, state, cities that have banned them already? And what would you suggest about this campaign? Like, this is from Heather Dommen von Darling from... Fort Wayne, Indiana. What should she do? I'll put the question up so you can read it to answer it, Jan. Um, well,
2: the first thing to do is to go onto our website, and you'll see the list there. You can see a list of all the places in the U.S. where they have banned animal circuses, and uh, you know you've lots of jurisdictions, local. Uh, regional, state jurisdictions are now looking at this issue. So definitely important to show that other areas, towns, cities, localities, are banning animal circuses locally. And that can build up to a national ban. And that's what we're hoping for there. Also on the website, you know, you can can get all the facts that you need. You can present facts to your elected representatives we have to tell them that if you, if you look at the life of an animal in, in the circus, there is no possible way that animal can ha- ever have any kind of life that's worth living. And now there is actually a study, a worldwide study has been done of this issue issues at, at Bristol University, where they conclude that life for animals in circuses wasn't a life worth living. Oh, that's so sad. We've got two other
0: callers. Um, Let's go to them now. Uh, We've got Lindsay in Encino. Lindsay, your question or thought for Jan Creamer and Tim Phillips, the leaders of Animal Defenders International, coming to us live from Africa.
2: Yes, I'm so excited to speak with you.
0: Um, I just you actually just answered my question how would the average person get involved? But I see we would go to your website and get information there. I do have another question. If we see any sort of animal entertainment in our localities, our towns, for example, we have the pony rides in Griffith Park that were just shut down, but there are people trying to bring that back. Now that's not a circus, but it's animal entertainment, of course. And I'm wondering... For the average person that sees cruelty or sees something going on in their locality or their, their towns or in their parks or something, what's their best course of action to take?
1: Good question. Well, the different ways you can follow ADI are to go on the social media, Facebook, Instagram, as well as our website. We've also got stopcircussuffering.com and we've got the ADI Wildlife Sanctuary website as well. As to answer your question, there's many different techniques. The best way is to give people the facts. Get the facts off ADI about why these animals suffer. People see an animal tethered for the, the pony rides that you were mentioning or lions and tigers kept in small cages, and they don't realise that's the entirety of their life or that they're being transported and moved all of the time. These are big, big stressors. It's So... Get the facts off ADI and present those facts. I, I think that most people don't support cruelty. Now, that's hard to believe where animal abuse is so industrialized in this world. Then if you can hear the lions roaring. I'm just going to be quiet for a second. Yes, I can hear the lions roaring. Amazing. Lions wow. were um, once full circus cages in Peru. And now they're roaring in Africa. So that, that's what we can achieve with basic campaigning, doing petitions, writing to your local representatives, presenting realistic arguments about how these things can be phased out and stopped. And people don't need to abuse animals for entertainment. There's plenty I'm gonna
0: of.: cry. I'm going <laughs> to cry. Because you said they were in cages in Peru, and now they're free in Africa. And, and they're so beautiful.
2: and it's so beautiful it's it's most you you really must come here one day because um it's my favorite sound in the world there is nothing like it but in the mornings um these these lions who are from guatemala colombia peru there's one from africa they're all over but every morning they call across the sanctuary and it starts with i call it their morning song it starts as the sun's coming up they one or two start and then it goes from uh, line to, to line to line all over the sanctuary until all of them are roaring together and what you just heard was um the, this is the good night roar they do it in the morning and the evening but it it is the most wonderful comforting sound it's the most beautiful sound you've ever heard. You must. Come and listen to it one day. But well, I think they're giving you the program. <laughs> <laughs> you are giving
0: yes. me hope for the human race, but we have because you know, all we see sometimes is cruelty and to see a happy ending. That's so important for everybody. We've got another caller. We've got Sarah in Venice, California. Your question or thought for Jan Creamer and Tim Phillips, the leaders of Animal Defenders International, coming to us live from Africa.
2: Hi, I wanted to ask you um, just a few questions. One question is, when you were a kid, did you go to circuses, and that's how you figured out this was really cruel? Because I went to circus when I was a
0: kid, but we didn't—I didn't even remember seeing the animals there, and so I know that they were there because it was Shriners. But I think most people—they just don't even know. So I, I love the fact that you—I don't know how you actually figured out how to. Like, go and do this the other thing is, is about your sanctuary in um, south africa can people come and visit it
2: and how do people donate to help uh, the animals you've already saved thank you
0: well i can answer one question i'll put up the link go to ad-international.org and donate that I would urge everybody to do. But in answer to the other question, why you? Like, I'm always interested in that. Uh, you know, why did you open your hearts, especially towards these big cats?
1: Well, I was um, working in finance. So I was working in banking. And this is 1982. And uh, I went to see a film called The Animals Film. And it was really groundbreaking in its day. It showed all the ways that animals were abused and... Uh, that uh, factory farming, circuses, vivisection, all of these things. And a uh, couple of weeks later, I quit my job, bought an SLR camera and started going into pig farms, fur farms, gathering evidence. And uh, Jan's story is a similar one. She was mm. given a, a leaflet in the street earlier than me in the 70s and uh, about smoking beagles in a lab. And and that changed her mind and she became an anti-vivisectionist and began working on that. Those two things shape the way ADI work which is if you give people the facts then you can win over hearts and minds and you can change the world. And that, that goes for anywhere. you said earlier Jane about how are some of these countries you you would even consider less developed than perhaps the big western financial powers like the United States or European countries. How come they're, they're ahead? But in fact, if you look at these circus bans, they're, they're, they're everywhere. They're really socioeconomically different countries. Bolivia and Peru, very, very different industrialized and agrarian country. Great Britain with a ban. Czech Republic, Greece, Israel, and Iran both have bans on wild mm-hmm. animals now. And there's certainly big differences there. So wherever people are, if you give them the facts, then you can win over the hearts and minds and it was really the evidence that drew Jan and I to this issue and we identified circuses and people kept saying oh circus animals they, they must be abused when they're training but but no one had found it so this is we started putting people undercover in 1990 and doing surveillance and through the 90s we were even putting cameras in barns we built up so much evidence of the abuse of animals in circuses that people were just stunned. And that's 1998 onwards, that's when these bans started to come about. So I digress a bit there because we sort of moved to these issues in different ways. But it's all based on evidence and pushing forward, giving people the facts. People are notorious for wanting to look the other way, they don't, don't want to know how the food ends up on their plate. But if you can get their intention, and if you can get it positively, you can change them. That's what we're all
0: about on Unchained TV because we are a global streaming network. We're so proud to be streaming Lionark for free. You can... Get Unchained TV on your phone. Literally, just put an Unchain TV in your app store. You can also get it on, if you have Amazon Fire Stick, you can just put an Unchained TV, Apple TV device, a Roku device. And we just got good news. We're going to be coming up in a couple of months on Samsung, all Samsung TVs. And you can also watch it online at UnchainedTV.com, just click watch now we're going to take a short break on voice america radio but we're staying live on the app on the unchained tv app and on facebook and all the other socials stay right there we're going to be back live from africa
2: Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. We don't follow, we lead.
0: Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Welcome back to Unchained TV on Voice America Radio. I'm Jane Velez-Mitchell, and you are now re-entering a portal to a transformative way of living. And we are live with the leaders of Animal Defenders International who have done an extraordinary movie. It is like a James Bond action movie. I mean, you're on the edge of your seat, but spoiler alert, there's a happy ending. Uh, it's not one of those films where you feel like, oh, my God, what's the point? The world's going to hell. No, uh, they win. They win. So let's play a little tiny trailer, and then we're going to talk to the leaders of Animal Defenders International, who are live, coming to us live from Africa.
1: This is the bit where it gets dangerous. <laughs> this circus, I think, Jamore, has obviously got wind of the fact that The minute
2: we catch him with an animal, we're going to call the police, and he's going to jail.
1: Now it looks like we're moving lines. Six. Finally, he's going to be free. The way to
2: put an end to it this week is get the animals.
0: So we are here live with Jan Creamer and Tim Phillips, who are the leaders of Animal Defenders International. They are in Africa. I want to ask you, obviously all of that costs a lot of money. I know featured in the film, the uh, very fabulous actress, who's a friend of mine, Georgia Fox, as well as the inimitable Bob Barker, who of course we all know from The Price is Right. Um, What was Bob Barker's role? And there he is at toward the dramatic happy ending conclusion of this wild rescue?
1: Well, Bob Barker gave us a huge donation. Bob Barker gave us uh, $2 million. And uh, so we said to ourselves, okay, we'll do something really, really important. We'll do something that changes how um, animals are treated on the continent. And no one before had attempted to empty an entire country of circuses to go into sort of hostile territory to have nowhere to put the animals we have to when we've done these operations in Colombia, Guatemala, Peru and um, have nowhere to put them so we have to build temporary accommodation for them and so we put those funds and what was great about that was it meant we did Bolivia completely under the radar we weren't having to appeal for funds as we went in, we were completely silent. We were dark. And that's why in seven days we raided seven circuses. Generally, and- our funding donors, individuals, small donors, people give $20 and they add up and we save an animal for that.
0: Well, I have to ask you, it was it looked really scary. I mean, these are illegal circuses. So these are people committing illegal acts. You're going in there undercover. Uh, at one point, one of your team members wears a clown outfit to get in there. Like, I would be terrified. How did you? How did you have the gumption? I mean, that's so gutsy and courageous.
2: Well, I think I think the, the way we see it is, um, you know, people who abuse animals are just bullies, and bullies are always cowards. And those people in the circuses, you know, they were bullying the animals around because they were keeping them in such a way that they couldn't defend themselves. You know, as, as you know, Jane, they, you know, they, they break their teeth. They chop off their, their toes at the front to stop their claws growing. So they take away all their weapons, you know, even the little monkeys, they snap off their teeth. Oh. And we, we have that fundamental view and belief of those people that they're just bullies. And they're picking on somebody that they've put in a position where they can't defend themselves. And you can't, you can't really be afraid of a bully because they're always cowards. We've and got so another caller. Sorry to interrupt, but
0: Susan in Dallas, Texas, your question or thought for Jan Kramer and Tim Phillips, the leaders of ADI, Animal Defenders International, coming to us live from Africa.
2: Hi, thank you so much. Thank you for all you do. Um, I had a, a question because I was thinking about your sanctuary and I
0: know my cats are very territorial. Is it difficult with like particularly the male lions? Do you have to separate them? How does that work?
1: Well, we try and lions are the most social of all the cats, as you know. We've also got tigers here. And tigers in captivity once you remove kind of competition for food and territorial things and and so forth they're very sociable in captivity as well provided they've got adequate space so our smallest habitats are two and a half acres that's our absolute smallest space for a lion or two lions our biggest are about eight acres so we give them plenty of space we try and ensure that we have Cat lions together wherever possible. We've actually just been doing. We've called it Operation Lonely Hearts. Mm-hmm. This project to bring together some of our singletons. And we've got one beautiful success was a lioness we rescued in Colombia is now with a lion, a male lion that we rescued from Peru, and they adore each other. We also rescued um, two two lions from from Guatemala and they'd been born in the sur- same circus cage and then been separated and they ne- never actually lived together in the circus and one had then got sent to a zoo after the ban and the other we rescued and then by chance this zoo decided they didn't want the male they had Thomas and they dumped him off at our temporary rescue unit in Guatemala We've just united those two brothers and we've, it's been a long process, gradual introduction, they eat next to each other in one of our night houses, they rotate around the same territory and uh, they also get the the natural hormone oxytocin squirted in their nose and that kind of gives them good feelings when they're together and they get toys when they're next to each other in the house and we've introduced those two. And it is just adorable. Mm-hmm. I was just out with them the other night. It was nearly dark. Wow. And I found this four-acre <laughs> habitat, jumping on each other's backs and playing. Mm-hmm. And the sheer joy of that, almost like sort of Robinson Crusoe moments, mm-hmm. putting these animals together that have been all alone. And these two brothers have been reunited in Africa. It's kind of like a, a mini miracle that kind of shows everything we're trying to do as, as campaigners.
0: So let me ask you about climate change, habitat destruction, wildlife extinction. Uh, Recently, the U.N. Secretary General said we're treating nature like a toilet. Um, We're in a complete biodiversity crisis. We are racing towards extinction. I mean, a lot of people are saying that. Um, You're in Africa right now. What are you seeing and what is your hope for us to somehow turn this around?
2: Well, I think really the hope is is going to be in countries like Africa, um, South Africa, where you know at the international uh, meetings where they discuss you know whether animals can be hunted or not, all of those kind of places. It's important to change the minds of the public in in places like this, and they are increasingly uh, wanting to protect their lions. So, for example, the South African government has just decided that they want to close all of the lion farms. Now, that's thousands of farms in Africa where lions are bred continuously. For so the cubs are used in cub petting. They oh. go to and then they kill them to use oh. their bones in alternative medicine. Oh. Now, that's thing for the South African government to say that they want to close a huge industry like that. So the message is getting there, but importantly for us with this sanctuary, we also want to be campaigning in Africa. So we are also a South African charity and we're building an education center, which is going to be free for schools. And what we want to do is bring the kids here, um, let them get, get online, learn about animals and the environment, learn about the challenges that we're going to face, and then come and meet to our residents. Because uh, obviously, you know, there's no touching, we don't allow selfies and that kind of thing. But the, the children need to be invested in those individuals. Um, these can never go back into the wild. They have huge space, as Tim says, you know, they can come up and talk to you if they want to or they can just walk away from you. It's entirely up to the resident what they want to do. But if these kids could come and meet these animals and learn about them and see them as individual beings who have a right to life and a right to live on Earth, and they care about their family, they bond. As Tim said, you know, they bond. They live in family groups. They're hugely intelligent. They like to play, and they like to play tricks on each other people. Um, it, once you know that, you don't see them as an object so much and we think that's going to be really important for the future.
0: Wow, well you're doing such important work there. We are talking live. They are live in Africa and I'm in Los Angeles and this is Jan Creamer and Tim Phillips, the co-founders, leaders of Animal Defenders International uh, of course, we're talking to them primarily today about the fact that their incredible multi-award winning film that has gotten rave reviews, Lion We are honored to be streaming on Unchained TV. Just go to UnchainedTV.com, click watch now, and you can just watch it right now for free. We're really honored to have that film. But you do so much else. As I said, I just literally said I have to go to sleep. They're doing so much, I could be up 24-7 and not even scratch the surface. Here's another thing that you're doing. You are trying to get the Colombian Senate to approve a bill
1: to ban bullfighting. Tell us about this. Well, this is our team in uh, in Colombia, Yannick uh, and Eduardo, who've been working on this bullfighting campaign for years. We keep getting so, so the bullfighting ban passed but it's it's a really big battle i think the american equivalency would be going for a ban on rodeos which i think you realize how it's ingrained there's thousands and thousands of cockfighters in the country as well so the circus ban we got in Colombia really started to shift public opinion on bullfighting as well we're part of a big coalition there in, I think it was early December. The the bullfighting ban fell in the the House of Representatives. We were just about three votes short. It was heartbreaking. It's been revived in the Senate, and it's going back. We believe we've got the votes to get this passed. We believe absolutely that the public in Colombia support ban on bullfighting. That there's overwhelming support, but it is a hugely powerful lobby very very powerful lobby Mm -hmm. and uh, you know they've staged walkouts from the Colombian Congress to try and stop the the bill just being debated and um, it's a big big issue but you know if if there's any way people can support that either with a donation to ADI or if they've got Colombian relatives Mm -hmm. or they can contact the Colombian embassy and say please do it the world's watching it would be the first Latin American country to pass a ban and we think there's other possibilities of getting one and as an example of the kind of success we can get there was a horrific bull running event in uh, <clears throat> Peru and for years we put undercover people into this and we tracked it with drones And we we're talking about thousands of people terrorizing bulls mm. in the street absolutely drunken mobs spitting oh. out these bulls oh. Kicking them. We just got that band. Yay.
0: Woo. Wow. I'm telling you, these folks, first of all, just the the courage to go undercover and you're confronting all these people. Have you been in a situation, Jam, where you thought this could be it? This could be
2: the one where, you know, I go damn. Um, not, not really, because I, I, I really do believe the, these people, the opposition, are weak. They're, they're kind of they're, they're weak and cowardly themselves. So, so that kind of, I find, gives me strength. Um, because, you know, only weak cowards abuse animals and, and, you know, keep them captive. And, you know, they, they don't ever have the courage. To stand, um, you know, in, in a room with a lion, which has all his claws and teeth, and uh, stand there and, 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 and like equals, and you know, take, take the line on on that stage. That I just think they're all just such cowards. So it kind of doesn't enter my head. And usually, once I'm in the zone, uh, <laughs> then I just keep going. I, I can't stop until I've
1: yeah. done. Jan does get in the zone. She
0: doesn't have fear. (laughs) I'm telling you, you guys are fierce. I am impressed. Uh, Quick question. The Big Cat Public Safety Act passed here, signed into law by President Biden just the other day. And this is basically going to phase out or eliminate Big Cat petting zoos where people Again, they break the mothers, they steal the babies. It's, it's a horror show from beginning to end, just so people can have a photo, petting a cat. You want to pet a cat? Pet your cat at home. Don't be petting cats and petting zoos. And also, it's going to phase out private ownership, private, private pet ownership of lions and tigers and these other big cats. Um, what is your reaction? How big a victory is that?
1: Uh, th- this is really, really huge. We, we worked. We worked very hard on promoting this and getting it passed. Yeah. Huge credit goes to our really good friends, Carol and Howard Baskin at Big Cat Rescue. Mm-hmm. They really drove. They Did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. We gave them as much support as we could, and we got our supporters lobbying for. It. Brings the US m- will eventually bring it into yeah. line with other countries because mm-hmm. the lion and t- problem there, tigers particularly. It's just insane. You know, you're talking about legislation that was really passed in, you know, the early 70s in Great Britain, eliminating these kinds of pets. And it, it's a slippery slope, this kind of um, turning animals mm. into mm. objects of toys, you know, having a, a capuchin monkey on a lead mm. and lions in tigers in completely inappropriate Mm. it leads to other abuse it's it's treating them as other it's treating them as objects it's a really important law it will take some getting it fully enforced but Mm. it's a fantastic step forward and a really huge victory and it's a reminder that we can get things like circuses Mm. banned in the u.s there isn't massive public support for this abuse the people may seem powerful that are doing it but they don't have the public support. And if we can keep mobilizing that, if we can keep sending the letters to Congress, there's no reason that a ban on at least wild animals in circuses, our Travelling Exotic Animal Public Safety Protection Act can be passed. It can be passed in the United States. Let's build up the numbers. If the Big Cat Safety Act can be passed, then we can yeah. get circuses banned as well.
0: Yes, and I want to say that I'm also honored to be able to stream some videos of Carol Baskin of Big Cat Rescue. Um, she's famous from uh, the Tiger King series on Netflix. But remember, uh, the guy who uh, tried to have her killed, tried to hire hitmen to have her killed, is behind bars now, serving time. So this is another woman who rescued, who risked her life in order to um, fight for these big cats. And so um, this is very, 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 very um, dangerous stuff that these folks do. So the least that we can do is support them. So I urge everybody, go to ad-international.org, make a donation. You know, the best way sometimes, if you can't give a big donation, you can do a monthly donation. And it's a price of a cup of coffee or a meal, and you can help. Uh, solve this, because let me tell you, when they go, we go, and we are destroying a habitat and wildlife at such an alarming rate. So we only have about two minutes left. What's next for the amazing team of Tim Phillips and Jan Kramer
2: as you trot the globe fighting injustice everywhere? Well, absolutely. And there's lots of legislation we're working for. Um, In terms of rescues, obviously, um, all our thoughts are on getting Rubin out of Armenia. Uh, Rubin was originally um, in uh, an area which was a a conflict zone, a war zone. So he had to be got from there to a place of safety. We've got him into a bear sanctuary there now. And uh, his next stop is uh, South Africa. But there's lots of legislation, isn't there?
1: Yeah, we're obviously getting wild animal acts banned in the United States through Teeps but that's a top priority. And I think the Big Cat Act is is the real stepping stone. It shows yeah. there's the will there in Congress, in fact, in both houses. So that, that's very good. In uh, Latin America, we got a ban on cosmetics testing on animals in Colombia with our team there. So we need to get that through more countries. We've also got the the British cosmetics testing ban, which we secured way way back in 1998 that's wobbling a bit at at the moment because of brexit so that that needs to be dealt with so there's there's lots of campaigns there's several rescues uh, on the horizon possibly more work in south america picking up circus animals due to the bans and of course there's there's running the sanctuary here and the sanctuaries we support in south america
0: well, I just want to say you guys are my heroes. I know you're super busy. Thank you for taking the time to be with thank us you. here on Unchained TV, Voice America podcast. And thank you so much for allowing us to stream your extraordinary film, Lion Ark. And guys, anybody can watch this. You can watch it right now. You just go to UnchainedTV.com, click watch now, or you can download the Unchained TV app on your phone unchained tv one word it's absolutely free we're all nonprofit. we exist for the same reason that jan and tim fight is to wake the world up and show that there's a better way it's better for the animals it's better for us it's better for the planet so thank you so much for being here live from africa and please keep us updated on your amazing work support animal defenders international see you next time here on voice america radio Thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.